Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is Sunday, October the 13th, 2013, and my, has this year been flying by. I want to first uh, say thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I want to send a special shout-out to Reality in 3D, newly acquired talent, Julie Dash, who made it from Barbados, and she's in H-Town Hanging, I also want to send another shout-out to my uh, boy, Devin Felder, who's probably going to skip from high school to the NBA. And one more person that I cannot leave off this list is my dear, dear friend, the crooner himself, Mr. Tony Terry. Man, it was really cool hanging with you this this uh, weekend while you were in H-Town. Oh, one other person, Alexis Spike, the uh the BET Sunday Best Star, who is now a star in her own right. I want to thank you so much for what uh, you put down this morning. Uh, she was in town visiting us from Kansas City, Missouri, her hometown, and uh, by way of New York, hanging out with us today at St. John's. It's been a heck of a day. With that said, I hope you guys are having a good time and a fantastic weekend. We're looking forward to a big week. However, if you have not been taking care of yourself, is your week really going to be all that good? I'm going to drop some knowledge on you real quick. Did you know that back in the day, it was the the children that were bearing their parents, and I'm talking about, you know, a 40-year-old was typically bearing his mother or father who was probably aged between 70 and 80. Now, for the first time in the history of America, we have a situation where um, we have the the parents burying their children. And I'm not talking about, like, uh, children that are past 50. I'm saying there are a lot of us that are not hanging around, man, even see 40 years old, 35 years old. And if some people are making it to 50, hell, they look 60. So with that said, I just got a note from my producer, and I'm going to jump straight into this thing. Um, There is a gentleman that will be joining us tonight, and I want to do him right. So, Julia, if you are able, would you please introduce our first guest? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Awesome. We are joined first by Sean Ullman. Sean is the CEO and one of the originators of Feel Rich, which you'll learn a lot about tonight. And I will let Sean do the justice of kind of telling you about the mission and what all is to come with Feel Rich. All right. Hey, welcome aboard, Sean. How are you doing tonight, bro? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very honored to be on here with you. Hey, man, it's an honor to have you. Uh, just so I can kind of give my audience uh, a bit of knowledge on this thing, you know, the hip-hop community has been notorious for perpetrating everything from, uh, you know, from dropping it like it's hot to uh, driving with a gangster lean, full of that lean, and smoking sweets and getting tats anywhere you can put ink on your body. But, as I understand it, Sean, you and the award-winning producer Quincy Jones' son, Quincy Jones the Third, and uh, and you, Sean Alvin, have come up with a concept as well as a brand, and that brand is called Feel Rich. Am I correct in what I just described? 
That is correct. Um, so we believe that we're heading into a major paradigm shift where one's wealth is going to be the status of their health um, and that there is um, a, a major change happening within the hip-hop community um, where a lot of these hip-hop artists are starting to talk about their health and wellness. They're starting to uh, focus on urban gardens and starting to focus and um, on giving back into the community. Um, and there's rappers out there right now, like Stickman from Dead Prez, who put out a full 12 song CD that was number one on the iTunes health and wellness uh, or health and fitness um, list. That um, was all lyrics about working out and eating healthy. Um, and so we believe that hip hop is moving into a whole new genre where in the 90s it was all about Versace and, and Bentley's and then 2000s it was all about the bling but now we, we really believe that it's going to start focusing on health and we know not everyone's going to focus on that but we believe that a majority of them are starting to focus on it and we have a lot of uh, test cases and people who are, who are proving it um, so we're, we're really excited to be a part of this movement um, you know, feel rich, it, it stands for feeling rich. So we're all out there trying to become rich and focus on rich things, but the the real richness is, is what's inside of us. You know, happiness comes with within and, and um contentment comes within. And so um you can have all the money in the world but if you don't have your health you're out of here. And so uh that's what really feel rich is about. It's about taking scientific information and making it edgy and cool and sexy to the hip-hop uh, generation. Hey, man, I've got to ask you a question because first thing that comes to mind, I look back in, into the day when there were guys like some, some of you remember this uh, comedian, uh, Farley, that was uh, Chris Farley. He was on uh, SNL Saturday Night Live. And even if we go back a little bit further, John Belushi, or we jump up into uh, hip-hop, and we look at brothers like Rick Ross, you know, like Rick looked like he knows his way around a bucket of chicken, like a GPS knows its way around America. So what is it that you think is causing a lot of people to just, you know, get lost and just, you know, bring me in another slice of pie and, and you know, the hell with it or pop another top and, you know, popping bottles and all of this stuff, man. Do you think that we have um, started being much more concerned about how we appear as opposed to how we are? I, I completely agree with what you just said. Um, I think that all of those things, popping bottles and with models and, the Gucci shoes and the Prada purses and the Louis Vuitton shoes, those are all just filling voids in in um in ourselves. And I think it's time for us to take an internal look inside and find what's true happiness. Um, you know, Kanye said one of the best things in his lyrics was, you know, you can buy a pair of Gucci shoes from the mall but nothing's changed except your shoes. So it's time mm -hmm that, you know, we really start taking a look inside and trying to find what true happiness is. Um, and, and and I believe that, you know, from everyone, like you said, from Chris Farley to, you know, Jean Belushi to, to you know, a lot of the people in the hip-hop community, um, it, it's time that, you know, we, we set aside the extravagant lifestyle and really start focusing on what matters to the community. Because if you think about what hip-hop how hip hop started it was it was really about the community it was really about giving back and talking about the struggle at some point you know and I'm not 100% sure where it happened we started to celebrate the struggle um but you know we need to get back into start allowing people to realize that by Growing your own garden, you're empowering yourself. You're growing your own food. You're growing your own money. There's opportunities in there. You're making yourself and everyone else around you better so that you can become better. Um, and so that's really what Philrich is about, and I think that's the kind of the, the era that we're heading into. 
One thing that I um, had the pleasure of doing this week on the program was I talked to my boy Paul Wall and his beautiful wife, Crystal. And and it, it blew my mind because, like, when I knew Paul, uh, it was I was in pre-med at U of H. He was taking some things at U of H, and he was out passing out uh, promotional cards for some Swisher House artists and some Rap-A-Lot artists and what have you. And, and when I checked Paul out, you know, Paul had not, you know, they were talking about Paul had gotten supersized. And, and you know, at U of H, we're so, I guess everybody's so broken running around trying to make it that walking between those buildings on that capital keeps their fat off. But then Paul uh, shared something that blew my mind. He, he was like, yeah, man, I had a gastric bypass. And I know that his fame kicked off in like 03, 04. Um, and he's been on a straight, just a, a blitz ever since, you know, then up until now. So do you think that being in the game for 10 years is and and having success, do you think that causes people – to get so caught up in the gifts that they forget about the giver. And when I say the giver, I'm talking about our creator as well as the fact that our, the hard work and talent that we matched with what our creator gave us. Do you think we just lose sight of it and start tripping and and lay down our guard and next thing you know, we're looking like Java the Hutt? Um, so I, I, I agree with you. I do think that um, – some people kind of get lost up, and, and it's difficult. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, if if you're an artist, you're on the road 250 days a year. Um, you're traveling. You're writing rhymes. Um, but, you know, the top guys on their game, like Dr. Dre, sets aside two hours a day to meditate. Um, Stickman, like I said, from Dead Prez, he's working out constantly. He's meditating with his family, um, and and you know, I think. For someone like Paul, I think success came, and it was very, you know, it was it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but and he took everything that he needed to do as an investment for his family. I think he's one of the, you know, biggest role models for 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 anyone out there as a family man. Um, and he got the gastric bypass, but he had to get the gastric bypass because the partying caught up to him, and the and his metabolism slowed down. So this was his only choice that he had, um, and I think it, it's. I think we're coming into a time where we all need to slow down and really kind of reflect on what's going on inside and stop focusing so much on what's on the outside. Now let me ask you something. I just want us to be in the room, dude. So when you and Lil Q were in the room talking about this thing, what led you guys? to, A, come up with this concept, and was it like somebody you knew had just kind of like eating themselves to death or, you know, they because I know now in America, especially in the Latino and African-American, even the Indian communities across the, the country because this show is aired all over the islands and in the U.K., Canada, and what have you, that we are having the highest incidence of high cholesterol uh, even I have type 2 diabetes. That freaked me out. You know, it's like I am not overweight. I'm in pretty reasonable health. But I looked up and I'm like, man, how in the hell did I get diabetes? You know, so there is this something that you guys were just noticing this trend in America? Was it somebody close to you that succumbed to something? I mean, what led you guys to do this? So that's a great question. So um, this is something that's not just a business for us. This is something that has um, – there's a lot of passion and, and personal um, beliefs behind this. Um, on on QD3's side, he was raised mostly by his mother. Um, Q could run around the entire city till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning when he was a teenager. The only thing that he wasn't allowed to do was bring meat back into his house. So he was raised as a vegetarian. Um, mm-hmm. And his mom would sit there and chop up vegetables and tell him about all the ingredients that were in the vegetables and why they were powerful ingredients. And so he always sat there when he was making music for Ice Cube, LL Cool J, um, DMX, Lionel Richie. He would sit in Tupac. He would sit there and talk to them about what they were drinking, what they were eating. And and, and the one thing that he also noticed is that a lot of the times that these hip hop artists were living a healthy lifestyle, but they were they would never talk about it on camera. 
because it wasn't gossip. It wasn't about who they were dating, how many record sales, or what beef they had. And so um, he wanted to create, or we wanted to create a media outlet and a platform that allowed hip-hop artists to show their true selves. Because, you know, Jay-Z can wear a T-shirt in a music video, and without even saying anything about the T-shirt, the next day it's like the uniform in the hip-hop community. So why don't we use that for good? Um, and on my side, I've, you know, I grew up um, as a vegan. I've been a vegan for four years. Um, I've I'm a practicing yogi, not just the uh, movement of yoga, but all lifestyles of yoga. Russell Simmons has been a huge influence on me. And um, the company is actually named after my parents, Phyllis and Richard. So there's two names to it. So it's feel rich, like feeling rich inside. And then it's also in honor of my parents, Phyllis and Richard. Man, that is, that is really cool. Uh, I know that uh, I just got to back, back to a note saying we only have you for about maybe six more minutes. I want to ask you a question about being a vegan. Um, I know that uh, Adrian, the the running back for the Houston Texans, is also, uh, I don't know if he's a vegan or a vegetarian. but He's a vegan. He's a vegan, okay. So by definition, a vegan means that there are no dairy products involved. Is that correct? Correct. So no meat, no and dairy no products, no eggs, no butter, uh, nothing that comes from an animal. So let me ask you, dude, you, you got, you're talking to a brother that was raised on some serious macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Some serious southern fried chicken with that uh, lot of seasoning in it and all that. How do you get a cat like me? Uh, because you know, in, in my heart and in my spirit, yeah, I'm I'm over here cheerleading for you, jumping up and down, throwing the pom poms in there, and catching the girl in my arms. But in real in real life, dude, late at night, you know, I remember uh, when you know I would have company over to my crib or whatever, and her sister would be like, well, you know, I think uh, you know you may have a, a, some some kind of vermin or something in your house because I see crumbs. Uh, you know, on your cabinet, and to be honest, I was the rodent. You know, I'm in there, like, sneaking a piece of pie and a piece of chicken right. late at night. So how right. do you – yeah, I'm just keeping it real, man. So how do you get um, a guy like me to make the adjustment when I'm addicted to my fried chicken and my mac and cheese and my apple pie? How do you get me off of it? Well, for the first thing, I, I would say I wouldn't try to get you off of it. I mean, it's it's a lifestyle, and it's something that you have to accept. Um, and, you know, I started off for selfish health reasons. Um, you know, I was I was a little bit overweight. I was about 230 pounds, and then I chose a plant-based vegan diet, and then I lost about, um, I lost 30 to 35 pounds, and, and I felt really good about the stuff that I was putting in my body. And then through, um, you know, Russell Simmons and meditation and yoga, I realized that, you know, I, we need to start having compassion not just for um, human beings, but also for the animals that, that, that are being slaughtered. But to answer your question, um, you, you know, the first thing that you said that you were addicted to was the, is the seasoning. And, and that's a major, major part of all of the meat. Most people really, really love the seasoning. They love the garlic. They love the butter. They love, um, you, you know, all the stuff that we put on the chicken and, and the steaks. And you can take the majority of that seasoning and bring it over to vegetables as well. So you can take the exact same thing that you would put on a steak and move it over to a mushroom, and it would taste the exact same. Wow. Wow. So in other words, basically, because I remember something. When I was a little kid, my my grandfather gave me, like, this little baby chick on Easter. And, you know, when the chicken got a little bit bigger, he, he gave me a gun, and he was teaching me about the danger of a gun. So he said, well, and I named the chicken, and I named him Oscar. And he said, well, now, I'm giving you this little gun, but, son, this gun is dangerous. Be careful with it. So do you understand what I'm telling you? You know, like a little kid, I said, yes, sir, I do understand. So what happened is I put the gun and shot. He said, well, put the gun right on Oscar and shoot him. So, you know, me being a little kid, I shot Oscar. Next thing you know, I'm busted capping my chicken. 
I'm crying. The chicken's gone. And granddaddy told me, he said, well, he said, what you crying for? We fixing to pluck Oscar and eat him. And I was like, I don't want to eat Oscar. I'm just crying and what, going, what have you. And he said, boy, every chicken that you have ever eaten had a name. You just knew this one. So, you know, when you started talking about the compassion for animals and cows, I guess if many of us had to look at the very products that we're eating, we probably wouldn't eat them. That's a good that, that is true. I mean, so, you know, it's 40 billion animals a year are, are, are killed and slaughtered, and it's one of the worst karmic disasters that's happening right now, and we don't think about it. And, and um, I mean, you know, Phil Rich is, is really not about, you know, preaching a vegan lifestyle. That's just my lifestyle. But what we want people to do is start making one healthier choice a day. So, you know, with you know, if you go to the Phil Rich website, which is philrich.com, or you go to our YouTube um, network, we have over 100 million views and 350,000 subscribers. You, you'll see a lot of the videos are preaching like maybe a meatless Monday. We're looking for people to take baby steps because, I mean, the health, is your most important wealth. And we really, really believe every employee that comes into the office, from Q to myself to the intern that's, you know, that's cold calling people and, and, and getting people excited about this, this mission, we all believe that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And, and we just want people to start realizing that it's, it's exciting and you and it's an empowering when you take over your health. Um and, and so that's our main mission. Well the first thing that I want to tell my listeners is do not come by their damn office dropping off a, a tape or a DVD or a CD or an MP3. They are not trying to sign you. Sean Allman and Q Junior are not trying to get your music. But here's what I do want to know, Sean. Um, and you guys can send me my protection money later. I can save you a lot of hassle. Um, would you tell me what is the plan for Feel Rich? And I understand that you've got like some of your ambassadors. I know I don't know if she's with us or, or she may be listening right now, but uh, I know Crystal Wall, Paul Wall, my boy's wife is one of your ambassadors. But I understand you got some uh, serious, serious celebrity trainers and guys that can. Uh, you know, further the message and put it down. So I guess number one is can you give me, like, what's the agenda on Feel Rich in the near future? And, B, before you go to the show, um, I would like for you to tell us who you have um, joining us this evening. And right after you do that, we're going to take about a 60-second break and bring these dudes back. But tell us a little bit about the agenda as well as your ambassadors. Sure. So, you know, so like I said, Phil Rich, we're a conscious media company. And so what we're doing is we're creating content that's getting out there, um, that that's educating, that's remixing the scientific health information that's out there, and we're making it edgy and cool, sexy for 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 our generation. And we have we've worked with everyone from Russell Simmons to the game to Milton Harris, Terry, um, Terry Williams Jr. to Paul Wall and Crystal Wall. So we're we're literally taking hip hop artists and turning them into the new kind of Jane Fonda, uh, Richard Simmons workout gurus. And so our goal um, is to educate the community about the opportunities, the real opportunities about investing in yourself through health and wellness. Um, and the ambassador program that we work with is something that it's I'm a very excited about it's very special to me is we're we're building um a select few of people that we feel represent the Phil Rich brand and we take them under our wing we help grow their brand um as personal trainers or nutritionists and then put them out on the platform we have a documentary that's coming out in the spring of 2014 it's uh it's QD3's first documentary since the Little Wayne documentary since his B series um, that's going to take a look at the health and wellness inside the urban community that's told through hip-hop artists. And uh, some of the people that we're featuring are the uh, your guests who are next on the show, which is a brand called Hustle Fit, which is uh, Milton Harris and Taylor, Terry Williams Jr., who are some of the top trainers in Houston 
who train everyone from Paul Wall to Slim Thug to every Houston Texan, Houston Astro, Houston Rocket that you can think of. These guys are some of the top premier trainers and nutritionists in Houston. And we were fortunate enough to get them to be a part of Phil Rich. And now they're helping us spread the message in the community um, and, and living this, you know, this lifestyle on a daily basis. Well, hey, man, I just, uh, first, I just want to say a whole lot of thank you to you. Uh, send a shout-out to Lil Q and his, to his pops. And uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to join us and help make America, especially urban and hip-hop America, live a little bit longer, should I say a whole lot longer, so we won't be prophesying any bad stuff on people. But it's uh, it's sure been a blast talking to you. I appreciate you coming through, Sean. And we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we'll be listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Creating realistic change in the urban community. 
man. Okay, Milton, yeah, I got to ask you this question then. What is there about being um, successful that that makes us trip out? Because, you know, everybody wants to look the part. You know, you. I remember there was a, um, a Wayans Brothers movie where Damon was a fighter. And he used to, he had all this swag until he won this championship. So the next time they showed him in the ring, he had a pot and he was eating uh, some drumsticks and all that grease all over his face. And that is really what happens, unfortunately, is that art does in a very perverted way and sometimes end up imitating life. So what would you say, Milton, is the first step toward us changing from being concerned about how we appear and really focusing on and making the decision to focus on how we really are? Well, the first step I would say, you really got to be committed because if, if you're not committed to it and you're not serious about it, it's never going to happen for you. I mean, because you don't want it to be a fad, you know, because right now a lot of people, like you say, hip-hop is starting to lean towards health, but some people do it just because they may see Jay-Z or whoever, stick man, you know, tweeting about being healthy or whatnot, but don't do it because it's a fad. Don't do it because stick man's doing it. You need to do it for yourself and realize the benefits it'll give you because just because – Stick man is running every day. That's not going to help you out. You're going to have to go run every day. You're going to have to eat better. So I would say you really have to make a self-commitment and promise to yourself what, you, what you're going to do to get better because if not, it'll, it'll never happen for you. All right. Well, I'm going to throw this question at you, Milton, while, while we're on this. I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age now, a seasoned brother, but I am very fortunate. I'm not fat. I'm not out of shape. I, you know, I still got, uh, I'm still operating in the swag zone, but I, I want to motivate myself and put myself back in a position where I can n- not just keep it 100 but exceed that. What would you recommend as a step process for the guy like me that, you know, I'm doing a show twice a week, I have clients, I'm touring, I'm doing speaking engagements, how can I get my health on without it coming and interfering with my wallet? Without it coming and interfering with your wallet? Well, it, it, it's not hard, man, because I'm pretty sure everywhere you go, you know, if you're staying at a hotel or whatnot, they have a, a workout room where they have a treadmill, correct? You got it. Well, that's, that's not hard. That's an easy fix. Now, you don't have to stay on the treadmill for two hours at a time. You could do something simple, 20 jumping jacks, 20 squat jumps, 20 lunges, then get on the treadmill. And just because you get on the treadmill, you don't necessarily have to run. You could just put a little elevation to it. Now you're walking uphill. It makes it that much harder. So there's plenty of different avenues that you can substitute in. You know, you don't always have to have a, a big weight bench or a big weight room with a big boxing bag on there. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, if you're not handicapped, or have some type of other issue going on, there's not really a lot of excuses that you can really tell me why you can't maintain some type of a healthy lifestyle. You know what I mean? And even even the handicapped people that I do train, I have a guy that comes to the gym in a wheelchair. We get him out the wheelchair every time he comes to the gym. We do nothing in his wheelchair, nothing. Man, that is really cool. Now, Terry, got to ask this question. There are a lot of um, my people in the audience listening all around these continents and on the islands to us right now. What would you say to them for those that don't have access to a gym or gym equipment? What kind of stuff can they do at the crib that will um, render a benefit just as if they were utilizing some of this expensive equipment that you find at these fitness centers? Well, I would say plyometric work. And I know this sounds like a really funky word for people who aren't familiar with it, but plyometric work is anything that is body weight and requires you to put out some power on your own. Like your body is your machine. Kind of like what Milton was saying, there's really no excuses uh, for somebody who's able-bodied and able to knock out 20 jumping jacks. Uh, movements like squat jumps, lunges, push-ups, crunches. I mean, you could hop on YouTube and look up bodyweight exercises and instantly, free of charge, with no equipment required, you would get literally thousands upon thousands of suggestions of things you can do that requires nothing except your living room floor and your own body. Uh, I would say to anybody in the world with or without a gym membership, with or without a trainer, with or without a substantial budget, absolutely look into these body weight exercises that you can knock out just right there in the privacy of your own home. If you don't want to be seen in the gym or you don't have the equipment or you don't have the time because you're on the road like some of these artists that we're training, 
definitely bodyweight exercises are going to be the way to go. Now, uh, with that said, Terry, I have uh, clients that are some of the coolest people who happen to be plus size or, you know, dealing with the issue of weight that you can see because, you know, some of y'all really need to check yourself because you're dealing with weight that you can't see, and that's even worse. But for the people that are dealing with weight that you can see, you know, that they're 100 pounds overweight, 150 pounds overweight, uh, Terry, what can they do again have, uh, walking back toward being whole and healthy again? What, where, what would be some baby steps that these people could take without putting their health in danger? Well, I want to say, first of all, to that point, that, uh, and this is an analogy I use with clients all the time, it's like cutting off an afro. If you got more there, more of it's going to fall off quick. It's easy to take a six-inch fro down to about two inches of naps. Then from there it gets more difficult when you're going in with a more detailed cut, trying to get that nice taper fade. Now, for somebody that's overweight by 100 or more pounds, I would say to them as an encouraging word, taking baby steps, will get you far greater than baby results because you're going to start knocking off pounds a lot quicker than you ever thought was possible. And probably the most practical way to do that is to start with your nutrition. Like Sean said, making little small adjustments and changes, one better decision every day, that doesn't mean that you have to adopt a vegan lifestyle, but just simply a healthier lifestyle. Uh, my wife and I, when we go grocery shopping, we only spend about $70 a week and we're eating clean all week off of that. So it's entirely possible to beat the myth that eating clean is expensive. It's entirely possible to turn your life around. And I think that that's the most important baby step, that combined with something like those bodyweight exercises we talked about, for somebody to go ahead and start knocking off those pounds, feeling good, looking good, and then becoming more encouraged and confident in their ability to go hit the gym and then do even better. Now, now, Milton, I, I want your comment on this one. Uh, and, hell, I need to try that because it costs me $40 to go to Papa's and eat lunch. Uh, here's, here's a big question for you, Milton. What, how do you break the habit? Because I know, like, with a, a few of my clients, their issue with their weight is compulsivity. You know, it, it's not that they don't have the will or the desire, but here's the truth. Of, it's a lifestyle thing where they work all day, they don't get a break, and now it's time to go home. So what they do is they hit these drive-throughs. Uh, Milton, is there anything that is safe for someone to go through a drive-through and get? Or if it's not, what places or types of stores? Because this is an, an international audience you're speaking to. So, uh, can you suggest what alternatives that they can consider to have these diet, these snacks, or? Uh, things they can do in an active diet, even if it involves having to go through fast food restaurants or whatever, what kind of healthy thoughts can they make? Well, I'm not going to sit here and say that they have healthy Big Macs because I'd be, I'd be telling a bald face lie. So I'm not going to say that. But if you do have to go through a drive through if you could try to get as much green in your plate as possible, like Boston Market, I don't know if, um, if that's a worldwide store or a nationwide store, but I know they have that, they have that here in Houston. And they serve, they serve chicken and vegetables and whatnot. They, they have some bad meals, but they have a lot of healthy stuff on there also, steamed vegetables. So you want to try to stay as close to, like, the chickens and the fish as, as you can. Not the fried chicken, not the fried fish, but the, the baked, the steamed, the grilled chickens and fish, stuff like that. Always try to get as many greens as you can. And if you uh, if you can, you know, if you want to just nip that right in the bud, what I do every week is I try to prepare my meals. That way that will keep me from even thinking about going through a drive through So while I'm – at work training folks, and I get a little break, you know, I don't have to run across the street and try to get a, a grilled chicken salad from, from a McDonald's. I got my, my brown rice and my chicken breast in there already made, already prepared. I just go in there, grab it, warm it up, I'm ready to go. Say a person is getting off work late, maybe 7, 8 o'clock or whatnot, just time for you to go home, you need something to eat, you don't feel like cooking. Well, if you already have it prepared, you don't have to worry about that. Preparation is really plays a big part in the key to your success and reaching your goals. So that, that's the that's the main thing I would say. You can prepare your food and just try to skip going through going through those drives through it all. That's the best way to go. Okay, Milton. Let me ask you this question: What if they, uh, when it comes to like um, taking in fluids and hydrating? Is there uh, some things that you would suggest that we need to increase our intake of, and like water or fruit juices or 
Are there things that we need to avoid? What's your, what's your take on that? My take on that is you want to avoid as many of that uh, sodas and sugars and all that carbonated water and stuff. Try to avoid as much of that as possible. Um, as far as your water intake, rule of thumb is uh, say you take a man that weighs 200 pounds, you want to try to drink at least that same half that body weight in in, uh, in grams. So if, if I weigh 200 pounds, I'm drinking about 600. I'm, I'm drinking about 100 grams of water, you know. So I usually try to get me a gallon or better every day. Every person is different. The more the, the more you drink, the, of course, the better it's going to be. But uh, but juicing is good too. But you want to you want to make sure you stay away from all the sodas and everything with the carbonated water because some people don't think that's bad for you. Even the diet sodas, diet Pepsi, you know, diet cokes. None of that none of that stuff needs to be in your body. So what you're saying is like if I wanted to drink uh, Pellegrino or Perrier or something like that, I'm good to go with that, but just don't have the stuff with all the syrup and fructose and glucose and all that junk in it. Is that right? And definitely no fructose, definitely no glucose. And we know, you know, we don't need to, we don't even need to go down that avenue. Definitely not. Okay. Now, what um, in terms of the things that you're advocating at, at Hustle Fit, what would you suggest to us in terms of seeking out uh, you guys, is this just something that's going to be like in the Houston, Texas area, or is this something that's all across the country or global? Well, certainly through social media, we have a, a pretty solid global voice. Uh, we're easy to find on social media as well. Pretty easy names to remember. I'm at Terry the Trainer. He's at Milton Harris Fit, and both of those go for Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what we try to do with Hustle Fit and also as a piece of the Feel Rich movement is to get out beyond Houston. We want to be an example of what is going on in Houston. We want to be an active piece of the social pulse of the health and wellness community here, uh, not only within the hip-hop community or the athletic community, but for the everyday people as well. But what we hope to do is inspire other people in their communities to get active, to, to pursue something like this so that we can impact more people, in more areas all over the globe. Okay, now I want to talk niche with you. There are a few niches of people that especially have to go uh, put forth a little bit of extra effort to get their work out on. Then the people that I'm referring to are single moms to begin with and kids. So what do you suggest that a mom, especially a mom with like a, a baby or let's say a six, seven, eight-year-old kid, what are some activities that they can do and involve the child or to bring the child with them that will allow them to uh, have a healthy lifestyle without putting their uh, their need to care for their, their babies in jeopardy? Because as you well know, a lot of single moms, it's already hard enough for them to find daycare during the day so how uh, what would you advocate that they do to bring the kid along or, or do something where the child is involved and get their fitness on? Well, I have one client, and I'll say that uh, we like to do squats. She'll do squats into a shoulder press with dumbbells. We've recently moved her up to 15-pound dumbbells on each side. She has a newborn at home, or it's not a newborn anymore, but a young guy at home, and he just hit the 30-pound mark. So as she's holding these two 15-pound dumbbells, she's like, oh, man, I'm lifting up Owen right here. This is good practice for at home. And a, a, a green light went off in my head, and I, I said, man, that's amazing. That's powerful. And this lady's excited because she can now lift the same amount of weight that her son weighs. And it gave me the idea that for single mothers who can't leave their kid unattended while they're working out, you can literally use your child as a weight. What child doesn't like playing with mom, doesn't like being tossed in the air, doesn't like just that interaction and that face-to-face one-on-one time. So that's one suggestion I would definitely give is you can literally work out using your child as resistance, and then another option there would be to go to the park with your stroller, have your baby there within an earshot and within your vision, and you can always do squats, lunges, push-ups, crunches, movements like that, basic body weight movements that require no equipment even right there with your child in a park setting. Not to mention, you're setting a doggone good example for your kid. Now, let's let's take this thing up another step. For the person that um, may be a bit embarrassed because their body image is something that they don't want to have in a gym 
or go, you know, um, I know for a fact I had one client of mine, um, young ladies, plus size young lady, and she said she just flat out didn't like going to the gym because her T-shirt was bigger than the T-shirts that the guys had on. And when she said it, you know, it really hurt me to hear her say something like this. So are there certain things that they can, that uh, the supersized people can do, like uh, what do you suggest for them? I would just suggest to surround yourself with encouraging people. Uh, I definitely have one client who was a bit insecure and, and did not have a lot of confidence coming in at the beginning of training, and she even mentioned to me that, and she's like, man, I don't know. I look at your Instagram, and you and Milton are out there with, you know, Slim Thug or whoever or with so-and-so and plays football, and, and uh, she just felt like, man, I, I'm not worthy or something maybe. And I had to remind her, listen, you're going to come in here, get this great workout. You're going to surprise yourself. You'll finish the workout. You'll feel great because you did come in to get this workout, no matter how challenging it is. And then you're yourself going to feel like you're on that level. It goes all, right back to that whole feel-rich message, right? You look at these people who got it going on. They got it all together. I'm not on that level. Then she finishes that workout. Even though she's still overweight at the end of that workout, she knows She's equipped, she's empowered, she's motivated. She can continue along that course, and she feels good even just today before the results come. Fast forward six months, and now this lady is lean, fit, and healthy. I think that people who are embarrassed about their body or feel like they're not worthy, they're lacking the confidence to get in the gym, I would just say find the most encouraging person around you, tell them straight up what you're dealing with, and allow them to speak that life into you. Allow them to pour those positive words and thoughts into you because you deserve to feel equipped and you deserve to feel motivated. You can do it. Nobody's perfect, so everybody's there for a reason, to get better, and that's, that's what they're there to do. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say this because I am ignorant as hell, and it's my show. You can tell people to kiss your butt because it's your life out <laughs> there. Uh, my, my next thing is, I, and I want to go back to Milton on this thing. Milton, when we are looking at situations where, let's say this person now has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, with lupus, with diabetes, uh, is there a benefit? And if so, what is the benefit, and how can it uh, help in the prevention uh, or the progression of those types of diseases or those conditions? Um, you just really... Working out is nothing bad can come out of working out. You know, you just really have to monitor a person that has a situation going on. You know, you have to pay a little more, a little bit more closer attention as far as the heart rate and everything else that's going on with them. But in the long run, you know, it can it can give you more confidence because sometimes it's a mental thing, you know, for that person every day. You know, help them with life in general. You know, with with battling whatever the disease they may have. You know, because I have a couple of clients like that. You know, but. Every day they come in, every day they try to get better, and that's what I try to preach to them. You know, this is not gonna, this is gonna benefit you in every way possible. Every day you come in here, every day you, you strive to get better. You know, make this, make it a point in your life not to give up. You know, challenge yourself, push yourself. You know, because this is the end of the road. You know, you have to keep going, you have to keep pushing, and that's what, I, and that's what I preach to them every day. You know, and that's the benefits they can get from it because it's not only just your muscles growing or your 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 lungs getting stronger, you know, you're getting better at life in general, you know. And they can be an example and they can be an, inspira- can be an inspiration on someone else because you never know who's watching because I actually get inspired by everyone who comes to my gym every day. It's not me inspiring them. It's really them inspiring me, you know. That's real. So, that's yeah. real. And, that, and that's where the passion comes in about it, you know. That, that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I really like about hustle fit and working with Terry and, everyone else in the health industry. It's really a passion that you have and a love that's grown for it, you know. So that's my take on that. With um, the advent of all of the technologies and food, now they have so many laboratory-produced foods. Do you recommend that uh, as people shop that they look for certain markers or or certain uh, types of products to put in that basket, you know, because there's this, now they have, uh, it's, it's really funny, they have all these dang different, and I don't know if you guys advocate people eating dairy products or not, but they have uh, like free-range chickens, and I guess chickens that have been held hostage at gunpoint, whatever. And what do you suggest that we look at when it comes down to what we put in our grocery baskets? 
Eat clean. Treat the store like the city. Okay, and what I mean by that is it's safe in the suburbs. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. little joke I have for people. Uh, basically, around the perimeter and the outside of the store, that's where you get your produce. That's where you get your lean, unprocessed, untampered with meats. That's where you get your fruits, your veggies, uh, your bread. Of course, you want to go with a whole wheat bread, not just a white bread, if you decide to make that choice. But then on the inside of the store, everything is packaged, processed, loaded with sodium, fat, sugar. So that would be one simple rule of thumb. But then even more basically, you just want to eat clean. If you're going to eat meat, eat meat that hasn't been tampered with and had preservatives added to it. Get lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. One thing that people don't know about fruits and veggies is that what causes them to have the color they have is the nutrients that are in them. So if you don't want to go all textbook into how much vitamin A should I have, how much vitamin D should I have, which ones are going to give me which vitamins, real basic, taste the rainbow. Get as many different colors of fruits and vegetables as possible, and then you're going to know that you have a good, wide variety of the vitamins and nutrients you need to feel good, look good, sleep better at night, have more energy during the day. So I would say real basically just clean meats, fruits, vegetables, start there. If you're going to go for the grains, if it's brown, take it down. If it's white, something ain't right. You want to get the brown rice and you want to get the whole wheat bread. And that would be a, a real basic guideline to get folks started if they're just clueless and have no idea where to start. That That's some really good stuff. Now, the next thing I want to ask you, how long did it take for you to make the decision to get committed to this lifestyle? Because I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this show saying, yeah, you know what, that stuff sounds good, but I'm in the real world. I got three kids. I make X amount of dollars a week, and I can't afford to eat at Whole Foods Market. I can't afford to pay the extra money for organic. What's your answer to the people that are budget-sensitive and budget-conscious? I believe that where you are, in your community, at the store closest to you, on the budget that you have, you can eat clean. And it's kind of like what I was saying before about how my wife and I shop. We don't spend a whole lot of money, but then with the money that we do spend on food, we prioritize those vegetables. I've never seen an expensive vegetable in my life. And we're not talking the imported organic hoity-toity stuff. We're talking about broccoli. That is not expensive. We're talking about fresh fruits. They might cost you $1.29 a pound. That's not very pricey. Then we're looking at the lean meats. Uh, some people may not know this, but they're typically on a, a canister of meat on the packaging. Uh, there is a big number slash small number. That big number represents the lean quantity. Small number represents the fat quantity. And typically you'll find that a meat that is higher in lean quantity and has less fat in it is not at all more expensive than the fattier meat. So there, you know, you're paying the same dollar amount for a cleaner and leaner meat. You're not paying a whole lot for your fruits and your vegetables. I really challenge people to step out in their own community, on their own budget, and not even worry about the top-tier extra special stores that are marketed to us as healthier and just simply make healthier decisions in a small way right there in your own community. And you'd be amazed at how you'll actually save money and knock some pounds off. Would you advocate people going to places like a co-op or a farmer's market, or even to, if they have one, a butcher shop to get fresher cuts of meat. Because uh, I know one thing that I've found to be very true, especially like I, I'm in Houston, I'm in Hawaii, and I'm in Atlanta. So those are the cities that I, I will frequent. And I know in each one of those cities or uh, they or those states, they have a farmer's market, and they have butcher shops. And more than likely, if you go to those farmer's markets or those butcher shops, you get fresher produce, stuff that's grown locally, so you're helping the the uh, economic climate out, and you're getting fresher food. Would that be true? Absolutely, yeah. If you have those kinds of uh, shopping venues at your disposal, I absolutely advocate folks doing that. Uh, there happens to be a farmer's market real close to where I train people, and on Wednesdays, when they open up that farmer's market, I'm there faithfully for my lunch. Uh, I think it's a great, great call if and when that's available to you. Okay. Well, fellas, I know we're getting uh, the time is closing in. Two things I do want you to do, either one of you, Terry or Milton, 
Uh, hit shoot me an email at drd at dyvonneyoung.com. That's dr period d at dyvonneyoung.com. Uh, I've got a lot of people I want to refer to you on on some different things, but I want you to tell our listening audience how can they get in contact with you. Give them website information, phone numbers, and repeat them twice. And so everybody, America, Canada, Australia, get your pens out so you can hook up with these guys. Go ahead. And- all right, world. The the Here. best way, the the absolute best way to meet with uh, Milton Harris and myself. We are all over the internet. We are addicted shamelessly to Twitter and Instagram, and we love giving out free tips on fitness and nutrition all day, every day. We're down for giving you shout outs. We're down for answering your questions. We are here for you, and there is no fee for answering your fitness questions. I am at Terry the Trainer. He is at Milton Harris Fit. And both of those go for Twitter as well as Instagram. So again, that's at Terry the Trainer and at Milton Harris Fit. It carries on so far beyond the show. We're here for you. We're down for you, and we're passionate about helping you to get lean, fit, and healthy. Now, what about the stuff? Do you guys have content on YouTube? Because I know there's some feel rich stuff there. Is that uh, where you want them to go, or do you have another address for them? Absolutely. So as far as our web media content. You'd want to go to youtube.com slash hustlefit. And we spell that H U S L fit, F I T. So again, that's youtube.com slash hustlefit. And you can log on there and see video content. We're uh, breaking down how to cook certain meals, how to do certain exercises. It's never textbooky or preachy. We're breaking it down, having fun, cracking jokes on there. It's a good time. Now, the, the next thing. I got this really, really, I get some of these sisters out here that want to get in your gym. So where is your gym? Because I know you you guys are in, in H-Town, right? That's correct. What, so, what is uh, the address of your gym or where? how can they Google your gym? How can they find your gym? If you were coming in today, 1305 Voss Road, is the One Fitness, where uh, Milton is currently officing out of. I have a forthcoming project, and this is it's funny. This will be the first time I'm, I'm talking about it publicly, but December 1st, we're launching the League Elite Training Facility. It's going to be at 2905 Rusk Street in Houston's East Downtown District. We're just a couple blocks away from the Astros, the Dynamo, the Rockets. It's going to be a very exciting facility where it won't be at all unusual to see some some top-tier athletes in there working out with the regular Joes because that's how we get down. Yeah, and, and you know you got to hook your boy up because that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we're going to send you that email, man. We're going we're gonna to see about you in the gym, no doubt. Uh, okay, that, sound, that sounds really good. Well, I want to thank um, both uh, Terry Williams and Mr. Milton Harris uh, for taking the time to spend with us uh, this after, this Sunday evening. Hustle Fit, H-U-S-L-F-I-T. Now, America, before I get out of here, some housekeeping I want to do. First things first, you can go replace tires. You can go and get a new shirt, some new drawers. You can get some new shoes. One thing you will not be able to purchase is a new body. So the one that you have, you might want to take care of it. Second thing is once you find that special someone, that person that you want to embrace, that love of your life, and you are going to share your body with them as well as your spirit, your soul, and your mind, why don't you have all of those things in the best condition possible? Don't go frightening people with the way that you look, both intellectually and physically. This is the start to do something about it. So instead of making a New Year's resolution you're not going to keep, why don't you make a commitment to yourself that you have no choice but to keep? Now, that's one thing. Second thing, I keep getting emails with people asking, how do I fix my love life? How do I find Mr. Right? I'm going to answer that again. First, you might want to buy the book, Break Up, Don't Break Down. It's a best-selling book. Go to com. That's D, like spell with Ivan, D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com, and you can get that. And if you're kind of lost in your life, get that book another chance because it picks up with a secret purpose-driven life and conversation with God leaves off. But here's how you find the love of your life. You look in the mirror. If you don't love you, why in the hell would someone else want to? Find all these things that even your worst enemy would have to say about you that you do well and don't, and hold on to that 
when you're having your darkest days. And as well as these things that people that don't even know each other tell you you need to work on, come on, grow up, put your big girl panties on or put on your big boy boxes, whatever you do, please don't do both. But try to get a grip on reality because reality will take a grip on you and it will not let you go until you fix these things. You're just going to keep cycling the same things in and out of your life. And last but not least, if you, Julia, you go ahead and get the music ready to queue up. If you cannot find someone to love you, who can do it better? So start loving yourself. I love you. I will see you guys on Wednesday for Lunchtime Love at Noon. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Have a fantastic week. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.